Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And this thing with the coronavirus going now has just been panic mode. But you know, we shouldn't be in a panic mode because God has told us, Jesus told us in Matthew 24 that things were going to come and happen in the last of the last days. And we, we need to take advantage of this as an opportunity. An outbreak is an opportunity for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost, an outpouring of his goodness where people get saved and delivered and set free. Amen. But we can't do that if we're worried and anxious and fearful ourselves. How many of you know that's hard to testify to the goodness of God when you're all panicky and, and nervous? Isn't that true? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a few scriptures tonight because we don't have much time. And my wife and my daughter are in that class over there, and we will stop at 8 o'clock. But, but what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to give you some scriptures that are very familiar to you, and then we're going to pray. How many of you know it's our... It's our responsibility, not just, oh, you get to, or once in a while, if you want to, or show up now and then, is to pray and come against these things that are coming on the earth. God is expecting us. You know, years ago, Brother Hagin talked about some things that happened uh, in, in our government that uh, he, the Lord told him, if you would have prayed back when I told you to, these things wouldn't have happened. How many of you know we have power in prayer? There is the, the greatest untapped source of power is in prayer, my friends. And, and neglecting a prayer is going to cause a lot of havoc in our earth. And we have, this is one of the things we can do. But turn, if, if you will, in your Bible to uh, Philippians chapter 4. You know this scripture. It's one of my go-to scriptures. I love uh, Philippians chapter 4. And I love what Paul was doing here because Paul was in a prison. How many of you know he's in perilous times? He's having a, a, a time. But this whole book of Philippians is really about uh, uh, joy. Rejoice. He says joy and rejoice numbers of times in there. And he comes over to uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4 and he's writing this letter. And it, first of all, I want to, wasn't in my notes, but here it is. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Well, that means Rejoice if nothing bad's going on, nothing bad's happening, nothing's going on in the world. Your, your life is perfect. Like Pastor Scott said a week ago Sunday, he said, you know, you can pray one time and the devil will leave you alone for the rest of your life. No, that isn't. You, we pray, you know, we rejoice all the time because we have a God that has defeated the devil. Victory is assured. But only if you believe, amen? Only if you receive and believe. So it says here in, chapter, in verse 6, be anxious or careful for no, what? Say the word. For what? Nothing. Oh, the pandemic. It's crazy. They're shutting schools down. Now the NCAA is going to play uh, their, their whole uh, uh, tournament in, with no crowds. <laughs> Pastor Scott and I decided they could just hold it over here at St. Joe if they want to. You know, we wouldn't be able to go. Nobody's going to be able to be there. Every place is shutting down. It's, it's crazy. We're having all this going on. But he's, Paul's saying, be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Don't be worrying yourself. 
You don't, don't worry today because about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of its worries of its, for itself. Amen? We can't be worried. Look at all the things that could happen in the world. But how many of you know we have a God that's promised us many things? Isn't that true? But he goes on to say, be anxious for nothing but in everything, say everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. How many of you know we're supposed to pray? Begin to pray. Begin to stand on the word of God. Amen. Our prayers are supposed to be scripture-based, word-based, not just, I hope so, maybe so, I don't know what to do. That's not a prayer. That's just, that's fear right there. Right? It's supposed to be based on what God said. There's so many scriptures throughout the word uh, of God that says, don't fear. Fear not. All around. Now, what's he telling us that? Because he doesn't want us to be anxious or worrisome about anything. Well, now, you know, you could say, well, I, I, I worry about the stock market. Well, he's truly our provider. I like, you know, if you got stock in the market, hang on for a while. It'll come back. <laughs> you know, don't panic. Just trust him. But if it all went away, listen, he'll give it back to you. He said, give and it shall be what? Given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Shall men give into your bosom. In other words, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. And we're in those days, my friends, when you're doing God's will. So he said, don't be anxious for those things. But he says in prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. How many know it's important to thank God? We just sang songs about his love for us when we were a mess. How in the world... I thank him. Listen, we don't have to go around talking about our mess. We need to go around talking about our God that got us out of the mess and thank him every day. Amen? Amen. But he goes on to say, and, and, and let your request be known to who? Well, now I'm going to go over and start to tell Sister Pam what I'm going through. Well, it's terrible, Pam. I don't know what I'm going to do, you know. Or I'll go over and tell my son-in-law over here. No, he said, let your request be known unto God. He's the one that gets us out of trouble. Amen? He's the one that we shouldn't panic about anything. He knows this stuff's coming on the earth. He told us, Jesus told us that 2,000 years ago. This is the kind of thing you see, it, and more so as the days draw, the end of the age comes. So he said, don't be, don't be nervous. Don't be upset. And he says, then what? Let it be known to God, and what happens? And the peace of God. Say peace. Jesus said, I leave you my peace, not as the world gives. My peace. How many of you know, there was a story, I'll make this quick, but there was a story one time, and some of you remember Mike Williams, but he told a story one time about a family that had uh, three or four little kids, and the two-year-old, they had a pool in their backyard, and right off their deck, and the little two-year-old went out there, and they found him drowned. Well, the mother came in, and they thought she was going to lose her mind, you know. She's in the bedroom, and she told her husband, she says, I just got to go out in the middle of the field, and sat down by myself. She went out in the middle of the field, sat there, and God touched her life. She came back in. She had the grace all over her, the peace of God. In fact, they thought she was nuts. They thought she had lost her mind. But what did she have? Right in the middle of the worst thing that can happen, her baby had drowned, and God gave her peace. Do you understand? That's the kind of God we serve. We don't serve a God that says, well, if everything's going your way, I'll give you some peace. No, he says, right in the middle of the trouble that's all around you, I'll give you peace. Amen? 
This is where we're at today. Don't watch all this news about this is what can happen. That We've had these things before. SARS was in 2010. It's, you know, it was a rampant around the world. We're still here. Amen? Hmm. Praise the Lord. But it goes on to say, peace which passes all understanding. In other words, we can't figure it out. Don't try. It's God. Amen? Amen. We'll guard your hearts and what? And your minds through Christ Jesus. Then he tells us, I could expound on this. Obviously, you don't have much time. But you read this over and over and think about this. Then go and say, finally, brethren, now he's going to tell you how to keep that peace. Right in the midst of your trouble. Every one of us goes through trouble. If there is somebody in here that hasn't went through trouble, maybe they need to be up preaching every week. Isn't that right? But everybody goes through trouble. But here's how he says, keep the peace that, I, that passes understanding. Here's how you do it. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely or noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, think or meditate on these things. So what's he say? Whatso- whatsoever things are true. Well, what's true? My word is truth, said, said the, 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 Jesus. My word is truth. My word is true. So what do we believe? We choose to believe his word right in the midst of all that's going on today, right? It goes on to say things that are noble or honest. That's, I think the old King James said honest. Well, if it's not honest, we listen. If we're listening to stuff that's not honest, we listen to what our president has called fake news, false news. Amen? What's it do? It promotes fear. It goes on to say, whatsoever things are just or whatsoever things are pure or lovely or of good report. How about, don't believe the bad report. You just went to the doctor, you got a bad report. Yeah, but you got a good God. It says, I'll deliver you from the bad report if you believe my good report. Isn't that right? That's the fight. That's the fight of faith we have to have. We have to say, no, in the midst of my trouble, I'm going to trust a faithful God to bring me out. Amen? So going on with that. So quickly, turn over to, and you know this scripture. And I almost didn't use it because Pastor Scott said that Miss Lynette brought it up down at, at, uh, camp, or at uh, the men's conference when he was down there. Or what is it? Winter Bible. But it's 2 Timothy chapter 1. You know the scripture, but, but you have to hear it again. Because what he said a week, a week ago Sunday is you got to pray every day. You got to stand every day. You got to be vigilant every day. You got to show, you know, <laughs> that, that you be strong every day. Now, what did Peter say? He said, Peter said, <laughs> be sober, be vigilant for the enemy. Your enemy is like a roaring lion goes around seeking whom he may devour. How many of you know he doesn't devour everybody? He has to find somebody he can devour. Isn't that right? But over in, in 1 Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, who was being intimidated and fearful. How many of you know Tim was being intimidated? How many of you have ever been intimidated when you try to share the gospel or believe God for something? And the devil's always speaking in your ear. That's not going to happen for you. That can't happen for you. But Paul says to Timmy, Timothy, when I came to <laughs> Timmy, <laughs> I knew a Timmy once. Yeah, don't call me Tim. 
You can call me Tim. You can call me Jim. You can call me late for dinner. I don't care, but don't call me Timmy. But he was, it was timid Timmy. That, that would be right, right? When I call to remembrance the genuine faith. How many of you know we have genuine faith? When we got born again, the, the, the faith was imparted into us. The real faith. And he says to Timothy, he said, faith that is in you, which was dwelt first in your mother, grandmother Lois and your mother, uh, mother Eunice, and I persuaded is, also in you, persuaded is also in you, that I remind you. Now here's, everybody says, I say this, but this is where we live. Stir up the gift of God. In other words, listen, if you don't keep it fresh, if it goes dormant, it's hard to believe God in the midst of your trouble. What you, oh, I believe that. We got people that go to church all the time. Well, I believe that. But they don't do anything with it. I'd rather be around somebody that knew little and did a lot than somebody that knew a lot and did nothing. Wouldn't you? We can fall into that trap if we're not careful. But if we're stirred up, if we're praising God, we're magnifying God. We're, as, as Kevin said, if we're speaking our testimony, if we're giving what God has done for us, guess what? It won't take, it won't take long that the anointing and the presence of God will consume you, and you can't help but speak up. Amen? Why? Because you'll get to the point where, hey, this is going on, but God's for me. And if he be for me, who can be against me? Amen? So we have to stir that. That, that means every day you begin to speak in, pray in tongues, believe God, speak the, the scriptures over yourself. Begin to do the things you know that keeps you stirred and keeps the engine running. Amen? On a smooth plane. Amen. If you don't do that, guess what happens? Guess what happens? You become dormant. And after a while, you forget what God has done for you. That's why Brother Hagin was always telling his, his story about laying on a bed, a deathbed at 16 years old. Or 50, you know? And how God raised him up. Well, like Kevin said, every time he'd start talking about that, that anointing would begin to flow. Amen. That excitement in him would begin to rise up. I remember the time I was in a hotel room, you know, after down drinking a few adult beverages, which there's nothing adult about them, and giving my heart to Christ. I still remember that. I hope you remember the time that you knelt before God or came up forward here or was in your bedroom, in your car, and God interrupted your life. It'll stir you. It'll stir you. And we all need to be stirred on a regular basis. Amen? I haven't gone. You know, I think about people say, well, you know, why are you still doing what you do? Or what? I'm going to do this till I die, whether I'm on staff or not. You understand that? Why? Because it took me long enough to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. I wish I was like some of y'all where you got born again real early and filled with the Holy Ghost and, you know, lived in church all your life. I didn't do that. I went to church, but I didn't know him. But when I began to think about what he's done for me. Anyway. Because why? For God has not given us the what? A spirit of fear. Amen? 
Not a spirit of fear, but what? Power. Love and a sound mind. The power to do what he's called us to do. The power to stand in faith against all opposition. The the power of God to witness our faith. The power of God to see the power, you know, extended to somebody else. Walking in the gifts of the Spirit, full of the Holy Ghost. Love, which we just sang about. That agape love, which is a God kind of love. Where you're overwhelmed, where Timothy would love his enemies and those that were persecuting him. How many of you know, if you have agape love flowing through you, you'll love your enemies. It says, love your enemies and pray for those that, what, despitefully use you. Well, you know, we're living in a world that pretty much does that now. Amen? But we don't have to fear. We don't have to be anxious. And a sound mind. How many of you know we need a sound mind this day we're living in? And you know, Jesus paid a dear, dear price. There was nothing that he did before he went to that cross when he got beaten with the, you know, that cat of nine tails when he was beaten to a pulp and he had a, a crown of thorns pressed into his, his brow. And, and why did he do? Everything he did had a purpose. It was for our peace. It was for our well-being. It was for our sound mind for us. How many of you know it's real easy to get conflicting reports? Well, you're forgetting things. You, you know, you're getting a little older. Shut up. Don't start talking like that. Say, I have a sound mind. Seriously. I have a sound mind. <laughs> I think of Pastor Larry. His body ain't moving, but his mind is sound. He don't forget a thing. I like going over and talking to him. We talked about things 40 years ago out the old yeah. building and so-and-so. And I said, do you remember them? And he said, oh, yeah. That's, and he'll tell me things. I said, that's a sound mind, my friends. We need a sound mind. Isn't that true? So he hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Say, I have a sound mind. I have no fear. For if God be for me, who can be against me? So we can't allow that to come upon us in this day and this hour because we're seeing things right now where I saw a report of some people that had been on a cruise ship and they one guy came back and they had him in Omaha. I think Omaha is kind of a place where they drop everybody off there and quarantine certain people that come off these ships. He said, yeah, he said, uh, I've tested positive for the, the coronavirus. And he, they said, what are your symptoms? Uh, like a mild cold. And I've been getting, my wife and I have been getting death threats. Just because they got it. Now, tell me there isn't some crazy stuff can go on. And if we're not careful, we can fall into that fear-mongering and that panic mode, just like everybody else. But I'm telling you, if you get in the Scripture, and you begin to read the Scriptures, and you get say what the Scriptures say, guess what? You don't have to go there. Look at Psalm 91 real quick. I won't read the whole thing, but I just want to read a couple of them here. Psalm 91. You all know that one. It's a great one to quote. First of all, he said, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust in the midst of all trouble, right? Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and the perilous pestilence. He shall cover me with his wings and under his, uh, cover me with his feathers and under his wings shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid by terror by night, nor the 
of the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness or the destruction that lies waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. Do you think that way? Do you think, well, it's, this thing's going around, but I'm not going to get it? Are you saying that? Amen. Well, what if you got it? Well, I'd say, well, then it's got to go. No, serious. You've been around somebody that says, well, every year I get the flu, I get a bad cold, I get this, and every year they get it. But it shall not come near you, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place, no evil, say no evil, shall befall you, no, no, nor shall any plague, say any plague, shall come nigh your dwelling. Amen? Amen. You believe in that? See, that's where we have to live. The test isn't when everything is going well. The test is, is when everything is not going well. Amen? Let me tell you something. We're called to pray. Everybody knows, most everybody knows 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. <laughs> right? And turn from their what? Wicked ways. I'll heal their land. How, about, how many of you know we're supposed to be praying for those poor Chinese people and those poor people that, people that don't even know the Lord? Say, we're not supposed to say, well, I'm going to pray for this, just the body of believers here and maybe some Christians out there. No, we need to pray for everybody. We need to see this thing dissipated and gone. Amen? Amen. So we're going to take a little time here and pray. And we're going to believe God for an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and, and a move of the Spirit of God right in the midst of that, that you can begin to tell people, hey, when they're all fearful and nervous, why are you so calm? Because I have a God that gives me peace right in the midst of my storm. When there's trouble and chaos all around, I can lay me down and sleep. And he'll provide what I need. He's a good God, amen? Amen. Why don't you stand with me? You can stand for five minutes or six minutes. And we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask Pam to come up here. And she's going to pray too. And she didn't know that, but she's in the flow. So we're we're going to pray right now. And believe God that SARS, SARS, that's already gone. Coronavirus, it has to go. And we're praying for a, a flood of the Holy Ghost. That people in their fearful state will begin to know the God we know. So they won't be fearful anymore. Amen? Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.